Hey everybody and welcome back to the Fat Man Little Trail podcast. Uh, this is going to be a special series of podcasts. I took them taking a bit of a road trip and uh, I know it's spring break's coming up and I wanted to try out some of the things that nobody was sure with all the travel restrictions were going to be open and things that you can do. Uh, maybe take the family out or just get away for a little bit yourself. Um, it is a hiking podcast and a hiking blog, so I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to try to do some hikes along the way. Um, one thing I want to point out is that I did book most of my travel uh, through Hotels.com. And if you're interested, there is a uh, in the current offers section of my website at FatManLittleTrail.com. There are some current travel offers from uh, Hotels.com that can get you some uh, you know discounts and things like that on your travel. So if you're interested in that, check out FatManLittleTrail.com and the current offers. So to start out, what we did is we made our way from Denver down to Southern Colorado. There is a brand new, open last fall, I believe, state park down in southern Colorado in the Trinidad area, and it's called Fisher's Peak State Park. Um, Colorado Parks and Wildlife has done an amazing job of trying to put together uh, the beginning of this state park. There is a great parking area. It's a dirt road that gets you there. There's a great parking area with about 30, I'd say 30, room for 30 cars. There's a bunch of picnic tables around. And there is um, a couple of restroom facilities, some pit toilets there, which make it really convenient to get to. Really, it's right off the highway. Um, it's really easy to get to, and they've done a really good job of that. Um, because it's new, there isn't too much as far as trail options. Um, there's a couple of, there's one main trail that takes you out there, and then there it splits off. And one trail is pretty easy and it just kind of zigzags in and switchbacks its way up to a little area where you can see Fisher's Peak in the distance, um, which is nice. And then there's another uh, a little ways, I'd say probably 200 yards down the road or down the trail, there is a part, uh, another picnic area and another small trail that you can jut off. But the, the crown jewel of this park is the Challenge Trail. Well... I'm apparently not very smart, and what I did was I was making my way down on this road trip. I wanted to find some hikes that were close to the highway and, and close to, to my route so I could get out, get the blood flowing and things like that, and I was looking for some easy hikes. And, of course, what I didn't look at was the grade on the elevation of, of this hike. I looked at the uh, – on all trails, I looked up what the hike was and it said, oh, it's about three miles and you're going to go – Oh, I think it was like 875 feet of elevation gain. I was like, what? That's easy. No problem whatsoever. And then I got there. And then I started walking. Um, the first thing I noticed was that it was a 65-degree day, and all of the snow that was on the trail had started to melt, leaving a wonderful combination of mud, ice, and snow to walk on. This made it... a uh, bit of a challenge just to go on the flat parts at the beginning of the hike. Um, but you know, I was like, it's not too bad. It's you can walk on the snow. The snow's, you know, not as slippery as the, as the mud. So you can make your way through it. It's not too bad. I was not ready for what came next, which was the incline. They put a sign up and they say, this is the challenge trail. Get ready for it. You're about to do it. Uh, Poles are encouraged. The weather may change. And I'm like, this is a two-mile hike. What are we doing? And then I started walking. And as I started walking, I realized that I was pretty much in over my head. Uh, 
this trail has grades of up to 40%. Um, it's consistently in the 20s, but it jumps up over 40% in some of the areas. So not only are you walking, you know, pretty straight up on the hill, but you've got ice to deal with, mud to deal with, snow to deal with. Um, I had my spikes and like the genius that I am, I kept them attached to my backpack and not on my feet. Uh, so it took me a long time. It took me about two hours to get through this hike. Um, and it was, it was slow going and it was, uh, it it was enjoyable though. It was just one of those hikes where I was breathing hard and I was hurting, but it was nice because every time you got a little bit higher up, you got a couple of different views, uh, behind you, uh, as you're going up the trail, you start to, you can see the Spanish peaks, which I had never really seen before. I hadn't been down in Southern Colorado and the Spanish peaks are just absolutely stunning. Um, you know, in, in the Denver area, if you're used to hiking around there, you go city to foothills to, you know, big white capped mountains or snow capped mountains. Well, uh, down in Southern Colorado, it's like flat. It's like completely flat, like farmland and ranch land. And then there's just these gigantic peaks. There's no foothills in front of them. They just boom, skyrocket up. Uh, so it's a really, it's, it's a very cool um, dynamic of how it's built into the, into the, the topography there. Um, so as you're going up this hill, you know, you're going up the hike, you're, you're, hurting it's 40 40 percent grade you know you're you're feeling it uh but the but the best part was as you stop to take a break grab some water you turn around behind you out to, looking out to the west and you start to see these peaks and it, and it became to the point where it wasn't the spanish peaks it was the spanish armada there was like just lines and lines of of these snow-capped mountains and i'm gonna have a post uh in the next couple of days on fatmanlittletrail.com and if you follow me on instagram i'll put some some uh pictures on there about what this looked like um but it was just kind of an astonishing moment as you're walking up there to look behind you and see these giant monsters just towering uh, you know, out of pretty much flat land. The second part of the hike that's really nice is if you keep go as you keep going forward, uh, you know, heading towards the east and going up this hill, that doesn't really switch back. It's pretty much you're just going straight up the hill. There's a couple of curves uh, that you take when you're about three quarters of the way up, and you know, some some gentle like moving, but it's not like you're switch back in your way all the way up to give yourself uh, a little bit of relief on the incline. It's just boom, it just goes. Well, in front of you is this giant mesa, um, which is, I believe, Fisher's Peak. That's from the maps that I looked at. It looked like that was Fisher's Peak. And it just kind of juts out above everything, and it just kind of sits there like this like towering sentry just sitting over the entire area. Um, from your perspective, it looks like it's almost as tall as the Spanish Peaks across. I didn't do the measurements to find out if that was true or not, but... Um, the different side is this is a rolling hill or the difference is there's rolling hills and there's, uh, you know, tree covered landscape going, building up to it. And then this, this just towering, you know, kind of mesa of a rock stands up out of the, out of the rest of it. Um, and it was really nice. So it, it kind of reminded me if you're ever in the golden area and you see those two North Mesa and South Mesa as you're driving in on, I think it's 93 to get there. Um, and you can see these just, just tall, jutted out uh, 
rock formations that were just like a straight sheer vertical cliff. Um, so it was really cool. So after the, I guess, mile and a half or so to get to the top, you get a really clear picture of that Fisher's Peak, uh, which is really, really nice. And then there's some fencing up and stuff like that. So, so I believe that Colorado Parks and Wildlife are going to continue this trail on and eventually get closer to, if not to the top of Fisher Peak. So I'm really excited to find out what they're going to do with this park because it's, it's a really nice park. It's, it's, if you're in Southern Colorado or you're taking a trip down there, um, it's, it's just really nice. It's, it's a lot of good land. It's right off the highway. So it's, it's nice. And, and to be honest with you, I only saw two other people the entire day, which makes it even nicer because you kind of get out by yourself. It's not that popular yet. Um, so that was Fisher Peaks. I did make it up. I did make it down. I didn't slip. I didn't fall. I didn't do any of that stuff. I took my time. Uh, you have to take your time on a hike like that. When you've got mud, your options are mud, uh, snow, or ice to walk on. Always choose the snow, by the way. If it's if it's good snow, it'll give you a little bit more traction than the mud. Mud's just the worst. Um, and if you have to walk on ice, obviously, always try to use your spikes. I didn't this time. Kind of an idiot that way, but it worked out. So the next part of the trip was continuing down south um, to Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is where I ended up uh, crashing out for the night uh, down in Santa Fe. Um, I've never been to, to New Mexico. It was one of the few states that I have never been to in the United States. Uh, I'll have to do the math, but I think I'm probably to about 37, 38 states. Um, and I, you know, I thought New Mexico was nothing but a gigantic desert. You know, the things that you see in the, the old Western movies where you've got scrub brush, scrub brush and tumbleweeds blowing around. And um, to be honest with you, northern New Mexico was a little bit like that. It was when you get through Colorado, you've got some some nice, uh, you know, those those giant rock formations and things like that. And then you get to a point in New Mexico where it just flattens out and it's just it's just flat. And then you see like a giant hill just popping up out of the, out of nowhere. And it was, uh, it was nice. It was kind of like driving through Wyoming as well. Um, just kind of like beautiful where you've got mountains on one side and you've got flat, you know, prairie. I, I couldn't believe how many cows I saw. Uh, you know, this riveting information for a podcast is how many cows I counted uh, driving through northern New, Me New Mexico. Um, the other thing that I noticed in northern New Mexico was that uh, all of the the Road signs were a little bit tricky. I, I was looking for places to stop out, and there would have, be that you know giant brown sign on the side of the road that said, um, uh, I think it was Fort Union National Monument, 46 miles away. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll stop at Fort Union. And then it said Fort Union National Monument, monument two miles away. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop. And then the exit came, and there was no sign for Fort Union. And I was like, what, what are we doing? You know, so I didn't, I didn't exit. I didn't stop. I wish I would have. And, but I didn't want to get lost in Northern New Mexico, um, either because it, it, you know, there wasn't a lot around there and, um, I didn't want to get off on a road where I was going to drive for 30 miles, 40 miles, 50 miles, not see anything and try to have to figure out my way to get back. Um, but that brings me down to Santa Fe. Um, like I said, I thought that New Mexico was just a desert. I thought it was, uh, you know, mesas and desert and things that that you only see in the old westerns and i was surprised uh the drive from denver down i-25 to, to santa fe was 
beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, rolling tree covered hills from about, I'd say maybe 50 miles away from Santa Fe, the landscape just changes and you've got all these hills that pop up and they're covered in, in green, evergreen trees, pine trees of some sort. It looked like, uh, I didn't get close enough. I didn't do a hike on the way down to see exactly what they were. Um, and it just, it blew me away of how beautiful it was. I could have been in North Carolina. Um, it was, it was really a surprise to me. And, uh, on this trip, I didn't schedule too much time in New Mexico. So I'm, I might have to, to change my itinerary around a little bit, um, to make sure that I get there, uh, or get to spend a little bit more time or just schedule another trip down here because Santa Fe was stunning. Um, when I was driving in, it was actually perfect because I was driving in right at sunset and the sun was coming down over a mountain range that, uh, I don't know what it was. Um, but it was just a beautiful, you know, blue sky to pink sky, that hazy view of the mountains. If you've ever seen a sunset around the, the mountains, um, in another state, it was a, it was a similar thing where it's just kind of that hazy outline of a mountain with the sun setting behind it. And it was absolutely stunning. So, that was my trip so far. Um, it looks like while there's restrictions in um, both Colorado and New Mexico, people are out and about and doing things. Um, the restaurants seemed like they had plenty of people in them that I saw um, driving by. Uh, I'm staying next to kind of a mall that has a bunch of things like that. Um, it looked very active, so so that was a good sign to see. Um Tomorrow, we got another big trip planned. We're going to go through New Mexico and make it to, the goal is to, to get to the Petrified Forest before making it to Arizona. Uh, maybe another couple of stops on the way. So make sure you check out uh, day two of the podcast tomorrow. Um, check for updates too on my my Instagram, fatmanlittletrail and fatmanlittletrail.com. Um, and if you like this stuff, uh, subscribe to this website or this podcast so you continue to get the updates. Uh, I'm going to keep doing them as much as I possibly can. And uh, hopefully you're enjoying it. And until the next time, happy hiking.